You are listening to Feeling Good, a podcast for dentists, hosted by Dr. Laura Mock. This is a space where we talk about all things wellness, just for dentists. If you're looking for help treating yourself better, mentally, emotionally, and physically, you're in the right place. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome again, and thanks for joining me. I can't believe I'm making my fifth real podcast episode. I'm so excited to be here today. You know, many of you have been telling me that you are tired, that you're stressed, that you're worried. A lot of you are worried. You're all worried. Some of you are telling me that you're hungry and that you feel large, like your clothes are tight and you're discouraged about that or that you're struggling with your employees and your patients, Um, you're worried about your practices, is everything going to be okay, am I making enough money, will I be able to make payroll, these types of things. In fact, I have one client who was telling me the other day, she is basically right now in the middle of transforming her practice into something better. And she's invested a lot of time and money in improving her systems and her practice. She decided to get let somebody go who wasn't really following her leadership very well. And after she let that person go, almost everybody in the practice quit within like two weeks of the first one. She only had one employee left. And when she first told me about it, she was just despondent so discouraged and so close to just selling her practice and giving up and and doing something else. And she was feeling so sad. And I really wanted to reach out and help her. But honestly, this is what we're going to talk about today. The only person that can make somebody have a different feeling is themselves. So yeah, the title of my podcast today is actually how to feel better no matter the circumstance. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And I'm just going to go through my steps of how you do that. And just so you know, this is something that I have been studying. Um, I started my own life coaching journey about 18 months ago. And ever since then, I have been nerding out hard about thoughts and feelings and leadership And all the things that go with it, I drive my husband crazy. It's basically the only thing I talk about now. (laughs) Hey, honey, have you ever thought about this? So this is why I'm talking about this on this podcast, because I actually have studied how to feel better. So let's just jump right in. The first step to feeling better is to understand where do feelings even come from? I want to put feelings into a context for you. And when I'm talking about feelings in this podcast, I am not talking about sensations like cold or hot. I'm talking about emotions, okay? I'm going to put emotions in their context. Since emotions aren't something that you can see or touch, I didn't really ever think about it in the past this way. But I want you to understand that emotions are a product of evolution. And we've talked about evolution before and nature's goals, right? So just to repeat, nature's goal is for you to stay alive so that you can pass on your genetic material. And it's so interesting to think that something that we feel inside of ourselves, but that doesn't have a color or a taste or anything, could be something that evolution put there 
but it's true. So just hear me out, okay? I know that there are other beings that experience emotions. Have I told you guys that I have a rescue dog? Her name is June. We got her this summer, just a few months ago. And um, (laughs) I haven't had a dog for many decades. And the last time I did have a dog, it was just a puppy and we had to give her back due to different circumstances back then. But so this is like my first time living with a dog. And (laughs) it's so funny to look at her face and know what emotions she is feeling. Yesterday I was eating popcorn. I was popping the popcorn and I like to pop it the old fashioned way in oil. And for those of you who are my weight loss clients, popcorn is a whole grain. So every once in a while I will eat it. It's a treat. I don't do it every day, um, but I enjoy it because it's, it hasn't been refined. It's not a concentrated food. Um, so I was popping the popcorn and the dog came into the kitchen and she looked at me with the saddest, most pleading eyes I have ever seen. And I just knew what she was feeling. And it's so interesting to think about the fact that evolution or nature put feelings inside my dog too. She wanted to eat some of that popcorn. (laughs) It was so adorable. I wish I could show you a picture of um, of her face that day. So nature put emotions in living organisms, and the reason that nature did that is to move us into action, and the action is always towards that goal of keeping us alive, and I'll give you some examples. If you feel the emotion of fear, then you're either going to hide or you're going to run away, and you can kind of think about humans from an evolutionary perspective. Our bodies are adapted to live in sort of a hunter-gatherer environment. So if you feel afraid, then running and hiding would be completely appropriate. If I feel angry, um, then I might be prepared to fight. Maybe I have to fight for the territory of of our savanna or our forest. If I feel love, and not the romantic love, but like love in a family, then I'm going, my action is going to be that I nurture. So this is how nature tricks moms into taking care of their babies. Nature makes you love them, those little brats, and then you got to feed them and diaper them and keep them safe and all that stuff. But these are some examples of how nature uses emotions to agitate us or stir us into an action. In fact, I looked up the etymology of the word emotion and it's to move. And it comes from the fact that emotions move us to a certain action one or another, depending on what the emotion is. So that puts feelings into its proper context. And I want you to understand as well that every emotion that we feel is just a vibration that runs through our body. And you can think about different vibrations that you have in your body. Everyone experiences it differently. When I'm very sad for myself, I get a tingling that goes all the way to the tips of my fingers. But when I feel really bad for somebody else, then I feel kind of a shaky, sad feeling deep, deep down in my stomach. You can take a moment if you want, pause the podcast and think about the vibrations that go through your body when you feel different emotions. 
And it's important to understand that it's just a vibration through your body because sometimes we're afraid of the emotions that we're feeling, but we don't have to be afraid because it's just, it's going to go through our body and then it's going to pass. Now, one more piece of context, and I know I'm always talking about this too, but just bear with me for a second. We now live in an environment that our bodies are not adapted for. Our organism is not made for 20th or 21st century North America. We're just not. Our organism does not understand computers, frosting, grocery stores, baseball games. None of that stuff is in our genetic material understanding, okay? So now we might feel an urge to eat when we really don't need food. Uh, we might feel scared when the appropriate action is not to run away and hide. And so sometimes the emotions that we feel aren't serving us. That doesn't mean we should ignore them, but we should understand that sometimes they're not appropriate. Another example is the fact that we, um, in hunter-gatherer times, being rejected would always mean that maybe you weren't going to survive because then you weren't going to be part of a tribe. But now we make decisions because we're afraid of getting rejected when the only thing that's really going to happen is that we're going to feel that rejection vibration in our body and then we're just going to move on to the next thing. So I might have a patient that I think would really benefit from getting Invisalign or veneers or full mouth reconstruction, but sometimes I don't say anything to that patient because I'm afraid that that patient will reject me. Is that fear of rejection really serving me is the question, okay? The very next thing and the last thing that I need to explain before I talk about how to feel better is to explain that feelings don't come from the circumstances outside of our bodies. They come from our thoughts or our thoughts about the circumstances. And this is a universal law. Nobody can make you feel something. They can do something um, that you have a thought about, but they can't actually make you feel something. So when people do things that we don't like, we have choices for how we're going to think about those actions. We can, as humans, what's really amazing is that since we have higher cognitive abilities, we have this big prefrontal cortex that sits uh, behind our forehead, we can think about our thinking. And that's called metacognition. It's like you sit down on the couch and you look at your brain and look at what your brain is doing. And because we can do that, we can introduce new thoughts or we can choose new thoughts to think. And the reason that that's important is because we know that our emotions come from our thoughts. Okay. That gives us an opportunity to have a fresh look at what's happening. So here's a made up example. It's 4 PM and you've got every chair in your dental practice is full and you're working on trying to get everybody dismissed. You've got three hygiene patients ready to go waiting for their exams and you need to seat a temporary crown in operatory five. And then Mrs. Jones walks in. She doesn't call. Of course she walks in and in her hand is the broken partial denture that replaces number eight. Now you and I both know 
that we already had a discussion with Mrs. Jones before she had that partial made. And he said, Mrs. Jones, I want you to consider getting an implant. You will like it better than a partial and it's much more predictable. And Mrs. Jones rejected our idea of getting an implant and elected to get a partial instead. You really didn't want to make that partial because making a partial sucks anyway. And you knew she wasn't going to like it. But now she's in your office and she has a wedding that she has to go to this weekend. She wants help from you. Now, we're going to have neural pathways, meaning we're going to have automatic thoughts that um, pop into our head. We don't approach this circumstance and go, well, I wonder which thought I should choose about Mrs. Jones wanting my help um, when I already told her she shouldn't get a partial. No, no, no. Of course, that's not how it works. That would be silly. The first thing that's going to happen is that a thought is going to pop into your head that your brain has pre-prepared because your brain's real sorry that it uses 20% of your calories every day. And one of the ways that it shows that it's sorry is by trying to be as efficient as it can. And that means using habits or thoughts that it's already learned in the past. Just like I can sit down and I can prepare a crown using my hands um, and my eyes in a way that I really don't have to think about it very much. I, can, I just, you know, watch that margin and make sure everything's nice and smooth. My hands know how to do that. And my brain has a habit for how to process something like Mrs. Jones coming in at 4 p.m. And the thought that pops into my head might be something like, this lady is going to drive me batty. Okay. And then what am I going to think when I have that thought? I mean, just think about it for yourself. What would I think if I had that thought? I wrote down either angry or helpless or crazy, but honestly, it would probably be helpless because I already did my best to try to have Mrs. Jones not be in this situation. And I already, and I have all these patients waiting for me. So I chose helpless as my, as my feeling that I would have from the thought this lady is going to drive me batty. But in that moment, when I start to have that feeling, that helpless feeling, I could, if I took the time and I was aware, I could use my metacognition skills as a human to choose a new thought so that I could feel better. And this takes practice. And of course, a lot of times we have to kind of teach ourselves when we're not in the moment what are some good thoughts that we could use to handle a situation like this? And I wrote out a couple of options. Um, one of them was, I tell myself this one all the time, by the way, it's good to be in demand. You and I, we can all agree that a dentist that has nothing to do is dangerous. <laughs> We're going to start walking around the office, complaining about stuff and worrying and thinking about the bills and stuff. So it's good to be in demand is a nice thought. And actually, when I think that to myself, I think I feel proud. I can look out into the waiting room and I can see all the people waiting for me. And I can either freak out and think to myself, how am I going to get all this done? And then I'm going to feel frenzied. Or I can think it's good to be in demand and feel proud. Here's another thought I came up with. I'm so lucky that I have the skills to help Mrs. Jones. And honestly, I am lucky I have the skills to help Mrs. Jones. It's tough to get to the point in your life where you have 
a license to practice dentistry in any state in the United States. There are many steps you have to go through, right? And I went through all of them and I can help Mrs. Jones. And that's cool. I feel powerful that I can help Mrs. Jones. Here's one more I chose. (laughs) I don't know what you guys are going to think about this one. (laughs) Now I get to charge her twice. (laughs) I charged her for the partial. I told her that she wasn't going to like, and now I can make her a more definitive restoration. Plus I get to charge her for a temporary in the meantime, so she can get to her wedding. So I don't know how you guys would feel about that thought. Maybe it would make you feel vindicated or understood finally, or something like that. Or maybe you would feel greedy. I don't know. I just threw it out there. I was brainstorming. All right. We're almost done. So that is the basics of how you feel better under any circumstances. It has to do with understanding where your emotions came from in the first place, why evolution put them there, why sometimes it's maladaptive now, and where the feelings come from, which is from your thoughts, which is something that you can control with practice. And you're probably wondering about now, okay, you've sold me on the fact that my thoughts can change things, but how do I really even get good at this? Um, Because I can tell you right now, it's not automatic. Somebody has to teach you how to do it. Uh, So you could continue to listen to my podcast. It's basically um, the main thing that we're going to be talking about in this podcast is how to feel better. And that includes life coaching, studying our thoughts and feelings, or you could read a book. Um, I recommend anything by Byron Katie or Brooke Castillo, and I'll include those in the show notes. You can look up their names. Both of those, you, you just couldn't go wrong with either of them. Or remember how I told you that I've been nerding out about all this stuff? And I've, um, I've talked to a lot of you so far, and you could talk to me even just for an hour, because the first hour is free. You could reach out to me and I could teach you more about how to feel better. I promise you it would be an hour of your time that was very much worth it because I can show you what your mind is doing and I'm good at it. (laughs) How about that for a thought? I'm good at it. How do I feel when I think that? pretty good. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening to Feeling Good, a podcast for dentists. To learn more, please visit thelifecoachforbusydentist.com and take advantage of my current offer for a free, no obligation consultation to find out if having a life coach is right for you. I promise you won't regret it.